What's up, goons? This is Notes of a Goon, episode 12. I am your host, Chris, from Brooklyn. I am joined by my producer, as always, Mike Harrington. Fighting Michael Harrington. <laughs> What's up, Chris? What's going on? Too much, now, man. Obviously, we live in a dead city here. We live in the deadest dead city. Well, actually, we'll get to that in a second. This dead, cold city of New York City. But we were uh, we were watching a little bit of the debate. The presidential debate was on as we're recording this. Um, so we're not a part of history. Um, Jolt and Joe Biden, Joey Business versus Donald J. Trump, I believe. The J stands for jerk off. Yeah, I mean, if Arish fears to be believed, it stands for a very different word. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, it's definitely, it definitely stands for Jew. No, 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 no. No? No. The J stands for retarded, according to Ari. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> I see. Um, no, but, uh, so the debate's on, we're watching it. Now, Trump looked a little, we only watched about, what, what would you say, five, ten minutes? If that. Yeah. Uh, Trump looked a little bit more poised. But we watched five, ten minutes of a one-hour-long debate. They didn't say a fucking thing. In that, like, all they literally did for that five minutes was accuse each other of taking money from foreign interests. Ooh. Like, it started with a question about election security. And then they go, Trump goes, Yeah, Joe, uh... You took three. What do you say? You're Mr. Big. No, he said, "Yeah, you took three point five million from." Well, his son took three point Hunter Hunter Biden, who we had on the show, who I think squeaky clean, good guy, upstanding citizen, upstanding citizen, really good blow, very funny guy, swimming in puss that Hunter business. Yeah, dude. Um. So three point five million, and he goes, "We got to kick ten percent up to Mr. Big." The big guy. The big guy. Yeah, are you the big guy? I don't know. And Trump goes, are you the big guy? I don't know. I think you're the big guy. Maybe you're not the big guy. I don't know. What the fuck? (laughs) Now, so it's a weird thing because so this whole Russia thing's been going on for four years with Trump. Now, the Bernie, this is something that never gets talked about. The Bernie Sanders campaign, because as much as I dislike Bernie Sanders as a person, I think he's like kind of an ideologue. Their campaign went to the Hillary campaign and was like, hey, just so you know, Iran is buying ads for us. A lot of people don't talk. We don't remember this. We don't talk about it much. Like, I I, I bet if you asked Dave Smith, he'd be like, yeah, I remember that, but it didn't really get talked about. It wasn't a major issue. He went there and the Hillary campaign was like, let's just leave it. Just leave it. Like, we don't want any. Let's not bring attention to it. We don't want to call attention to this whole thing with the election. That's because China was doing it for Hillary. Now, Russia was doing it for Trump, but a lot of what does not get publicized in the news is that these three players that have an invested interest in destabilizing our democracy have been doing it the whole time. So this whole thing where they're both going, yeah, you know, Joe, you take you take a lot of money. I don't take any. I know all the, That's another thing Trump is going. He's like, you take a lot of Wall Street money. I don't need to take Wall Street money. We raised less money than Hillary last time when we kicked her ass. He's like, you know, I know some of those. He, it, was like, it was like when um, Mr. Wonderful gets cunty with Lori on Shark Tank. You know what I mean? He's like, look, I know plenty of people at QVC. What do you think? I can't get you on QVC? <laughs> he was doing that shit where he's like, what do you think? I, if I wanted to, I could call all those Wall Street guys. It's not that kind of deal. We're doing a royalty presidency. 
where the American people gets one stimulus every couple of years. Bro, my man came in and said, I could talk to the head of Wall Street. What? Yeah. He th- like does he think with there the is- big phone on the beach? <laughs> like does he in, in Trump's mind? Does he think there's a bat phone that can reach the monopoly guy and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. who he's gonna do he's business gonna- with? Ah, Donald, nice to speak to you. I'm just scratching my balls with diamonds. <laughs> oh, I need to get some of those red diamonds. What are they called? Rubies? Yes. <laughs> I think maybe those would look better against my nutsack. It just doesn't. <laughs> I, yeah, I can call the head of Wall Street. I They'll let me ring the bell. Yeah, maybe you can uh, flash the sirens in a little ride-along with the police, but me, they'll let me ring the bell on Wall Street. I don't know if you know that. I could ring the bell, I, both opening and closing. I could do both. Yeah. Ten-bell salute. Rang the bell so many times. Yeah. I mean, yo, he's got mad companies. You got to figure, how many times do you think Trump rang the bell? Oh, at least four times just for Trump's stakes. Right? Who the fuck? Trump? Trump, that was that's the funniest one to me is the Trump steaks. Trump openly has stated that he eats his steak well done with ketchup. Yeah. Why would you buy a Trump steak? I don't know. If that's what you like. I mean, my mom and dad are down with that. You're gonna pay a premium for that, Mike? Oh, were they paying a premium? I figured it was Omaha steaks. Omaha steaks ain't cheap. Yeah. But my parents had Omaha steaks at one point. And they were just just grilling the shit out of them until they were well done and dipping them in ketchup? Yeah. Make, that makes me very upset. <laughs> I grew up in, you know, kind of a garbage, Fucking, you know. That is trash bag shit. I I didn't understand. Mm. I grew out of it. I got a buddy who uh, eats steak with mustard always. And that's a very French thing. But we always just called him a trash bag. And then I realized it was because his father had been trying to be a French citizen forever. It's a very French Dijon. He, he, would, only use, he would use any mustard. But I think that is Dijon mustard with a little steak is a French thing. Huh. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. I guess, well, that, that kind of, they do like some kind of weird mustard sauce at like the Japanese steak places, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, there was a good French place that did have a good steak frites in uh, Park Slope for a while called Moutard, which is mustard. Okay. Um, yeah, that place is gone. Everything is gone. We're in the dead, the dead city. New York City is... In the spookiest month. Ooh, it's a spooky dead month. Uh, uh, so I feel like there is, hasn't been there hasn't been much advancement. I was out um, yesterday. What is that? You're, you're moving on from Trump to... Oh, yeah, that's my new... Talking about the dead new, city. I felt like we need some transition music, so I had Mike pull that thing from Thundercats. Yes. I think that's perfect for the show. I figured, you know, you were talking about your day. It was going to be like, yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. A quick, a quick aside, uh, just, uh, the, the reason why you have to go with an old ladies cartoon is because all stupid goons know too much about cartoons. It's true. Like every, every hood dude knows too much about cartoons. I know too much about cartoons. Everybody who didn't have a job for a minute Knows too much about cartoons. I should not know the plot of Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Yeah. Wait, are we talking anime? That's not an anime. Okay. That is a show about cows that are cowboys, and they live in a place called Moo Mesa. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here, Chris? Cowboys of Moo Mesa, baby. I know a lot about cartoons. Uh, me and uh, Paperface were watching Botsmaster a couple months back. Which is fucking very bad. I heard, uh, I listened to, I was listening to Bonfire. They had H. Foley and Dan Soto both talking about cops 
which was a cartoon called uh, it was it was called Cops Fighting Crime in a Future Time. That's a very '80s ass cartoon. Super progressive. Uh, yeah, Cowboys and Moon Mesa. Um, uh, but super progressive cops was because it had uh, a black leader of the cops. See, see that black guy in the background? See that black guy? His name is Bulletproof, and he was the captain. Very intimidating black man. They I mean, put the white guy on the cover of the fucking box because they still need to move units. <laughs> but when you watch the actual show, the black guy was in charge. Very funny. So is it like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine type of thing where it's like a black captain, but it's the Andy Samberg show? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. They probably stole that whole... You know what? what? Cookie Jar Cartoons should probably sue Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Andy Samberg. He yeah. should probably get fucked up. Bulletproof should go in there and beat the shit out of him. Like, that's clearly the Terry Crews. Yeah. Right? That's the fucking, like, little henchman guy, his best friend, and that's got, the fucking love interest. Yeah. Yeah, it's exact. That's a fucking solid call. I only watched a few episodes of that Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think Cops Fighting Crime in a Future Time was better. Yeah. I mean, dude, they got a robot dog. There ain't no robot dogs in... Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine. Dude, they had a robot dog way before Boston Dynamics. Oh, yeah. By the way, what was first, Boston Dynamics or the Black Mirror episode about the Boston Dynamic dogs? I think the Boston Dynamic dogs was, because that was like what? That was like season five of Black Mirror? Like, no, I think it was like four, maybe. Yeah, but they've been working on those Boston Dynamic dogs, I believe, since the Iraq War started. Oh, shit, for real? Yeah, they were talking about those things, fucking defusing bombs way back in the day. Okay. Um... But yeah, Dead City. Um, I was out yesterday. It's starting to feel like the Lower East Side is starting to... I, I guess you know what it is. It's really... I. It's very strange that there's so many more homeless people on the weekend. Like, Really? If, if you go out on a Friday... So I was out yesterday. I, I stopped by the stand. I was over at Compound, and I stopped by the stand. And then I, uh, I biked you know, down 2nd Avenue home. And it was you know maybe 11 o'clock at night, but the bars were open. There was a lot of people out. It felt like, you know, a Wednesday night in Manhattan used to feel a little, you know, not as crowded, but getting there. And, but if I go out with you on like a Friday, we go out with like, you know, like Ryan or Danny, we go out for some drinks and then we walk down Second Avenue. It is fucking, do they just let them out on the weekends? These fucking lunatic homeless people? See, I feel like it's the exact opposite Mm. because I see a ton of them every night on my walk home. Like, it really is like a thing where it's like at night, they're just out. And on the weekends, I guess I don't notice as much because there's other people who are out late. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just um, the actual time. But it seems like some stuff is... I was in Times Square. There's people in Times Square on Tuesday. Um, But you're telling me that your block, which you live... You live in the part of the Lower East Side that is still... Feels like it used to. Sort of. Like, it wasn't like that really when I moved in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, three months ago. So, yeah. So, like, here's the thing. Like, Eric moved in there before I did. That was the height of the death of the city. Right. city was super dead back then. Yeah. Well, there was no people out. Yeah. Like, there's no people at all. So, obviously, the... I mean, I guess that's weird because it was the summer, but the hooder elements even weren't outside. Right. But it was, like, a thing where... All right. So, like, when... When Eric first moved in there, mm-hmm. right? I went and like stayed there a couple of times, like walked there. At no point did it feel like unsafe. You know what I mean? When I first when I first moved in there uh myself, like at the beginning of the summer, it was it still felt safe every night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Recently it's been like yeah, I feel like over the last like two months it's just gotten exceedingly bad. Well, so I had to stop by your house. I was here 
a couple weeks ago we were recording. You weren't here yet. I was supposed to work in Studio B. I was going to Skype into Shannon's show. The thing is, and uh, we couldn't. Me and Frank couldn't get Studio B to work. I went over to your apartment to use Eric's mic, your roommate, and there were just people selling drugs on your soup that did not live. I was like, "Sorry, guys," and they were like, "Nah, nah, it's your building." And I was like, "Well, it's not, but okay." Huh? So that's just going on now on your on your stoop, guys that don't live there. Now, so regularly, have you tried their drugs? No. Well, I mean, you're supposed to support local businesses this time. <laughs> so, COVID. all right. So, like, what they like, they fucked up, right? My building fucked up because what used to happen is there's like a fucking. What did they? What did they put out? Uh, they put out bird seed for them. <laughs> what, what did they do? They cracked open a couple of cans of hustle chow. <laughs> fucking hood dudes they just open four like instead of like leaving cat food cans out they just open like five bags of hot takis <laughs> and fucking just fucking dope dealers just showed up licking their fingers no they just fucking uh they, they just lined all the uh the, the sides of the steps with the little rose things yeah you know oh I mean? yeah like, the little crack fucking, roses yeah, yeah yeah just take one you know yeah just free with purchase yeah. uh no so they fucked up uh my building did they put like these this gate right like this uh-huh. this gate like around uh, like where the stairs are, because we're directly across the street. I found out from like a halfway house or some kind of homeless shelter. Uh, for like I think it's like for like abused women. Um, mm-hmm. but like they'll come over during. That's the, dope. Uh, it could be. It's not, but it could be. <laughs> Sounds really hot. I mean, in theory. In theory, like if that was a Lifetime movie, it'd be oh. jer- it'd be jerkable. If that was a if that was a Lifetime movie, and I was like four inches taller. Game over. Oh, you'd be you'd be like cooking them fucking. I don't really cook well, but I make a mean scrambled egg. You do one of those. You'd be like you'd be like cracking eggs, fucking, fucking, uh, wearing an apron, shirtless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you would take off your t-shirt, but like have a wife beater on, put on an apron. You'd have like an apron. This is kiss the cook. <laughs> At one and point, and then you'd be like you'd be like, no, nah, I don't I don't want anything from you, ma. And you just send them back to their abuse shelter, right? And then eventually they would gradually move in. Yeah. They don't really ever show what happens at the end of that movie where the guys always murder those women. Uh, the the guy who take them in or the guy who the takes one them they're in, running always, from? Always, always. Oh, all of them. They they team up. Mm. It's always a long con. That's fair. I fucking my favorite Kim story, by the way, is uh, her uh, her mom's like ex husband mm-hmm. and her biological father. Oh yes, this is yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, Kim Congdon, our friend, uh, yeah, her dad and her ex stepdad now live together. And they're roommates based solely on their hatred of her mom. It's pretty great. Who, I'll be honest, is a piece. <laughs> Kim's mom's pretty cute. I would smash Kim's mom without a fucking doubt. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> not even a question. But anyway. I've so, probably gone as old as Kim's mom. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, but, so, Dead City... Your block. So now hold on. Oh, so check this out. Last yeah, this night, is what I want to know more. Last night I come home. Right, same thing. Right. So this fucking they put these bars around there. Okay. Like it's like this big iron like monstrosity that's blocking the. Yeah, yeah. That's the real thing. Is that you can't your stoop. You can't really see when you, if you're driving by if they're inset on your stoop sitting down. Cops aren't going to notice them. No, 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 no. And it's like not only that, it's providing some form of cover for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's one of those things where. It's the most desirable position now, okay. you know. So it's like every night I come home and it's people trapping on the on the stairs. My first thought is like, yo, if you're trapping outside, mm-hmm. right at at like this mm-hmm. time of night, you're not like I don't think you're gonna have a piece on you, a gun. I don't think so. 
Okay. So my first thought is like... not necessarily true, but okay. Really? Yes. Huh. I'm just thinking like, what the... You need... It's fucking scary at night, dude. You need a gun. It's kind of true. Dude, you don't need a gun during the day. You can fucking see things. Like, you need a gun, man. That fucking muzzle light fucking... Let the night <laughs> let the torch light the way. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I yeah, I guess I don't know. I just felt also. Like- you know, people are fucking stupid that carry illegal guns in New York City. Like, usually they just always like that is a. Do you, were you gonna say something to them because it was nighttime, Mike? No, I was gonna be like, get the fuck out. Like, so here's the thing. Like, Why do you? First of all, let me ask you a question. Why do you care that they're there? Because it's it's like having fresh meat, right? You're just bringing chum along. So like. The fucking, the guy posts up, he makes it his spot. Now I got fucking 15, 20 crack pipe and homeless dudes fucking now chilling outside my place. Dude, I was at- And that causes issues. I was at a friend of ours house. I was over at uh, Tum Tum's house. And uh, he, he was, I, I went over to his house. We were standing in the gate. This, these, this crackhead came in like it was his spot. I just walked down the steps- Started smoking crack. You know, like one of those like little steps that goes down to a basement where there's like, you know, garbage cans or whatever. Just start smoking crack. I'm talking one in the afternoon to the point where I'm looking at his two crackhead friends who weren't as, you know, they they were less cracky. You know what I mean? They were like, they were like a few, they were a few miles back in their crack journey. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, and they were like. Like Like when Bubbles took on the young boy. Yeah, exactly. But they were, they were like mortified. They were like, ah. He's not with us. It's like, I can see you're also cracky. You may as well just join your friend. Like, we're all getting COVID. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, so I was like, I was like, let's just go in your fucking, we just went inside and bullshitting for a few minutes and I leave. I, cause I literally just didn't want to walk past the crackheads who stayed outside the gate. I was like, let's just go back into your apartment. And I leave and fucking that same guy, his friends are now gone, is shitting. Right there. So I do see yeah. your point where you don't want to make this the spot. But here's the thing. Those guys aren't crackheads that are sitting on your stoop. Those right. guys are just selling. Right. If they catch a crackhead shitting where they hustle, they're beating his ass. So that might be the best thing for you. Right, but here's the thing. I don't want 20... Like, it's it, it's the walking dead, bro. I'm literally trying to go to my place last night, and I'm... Yo, I'm not kidding. They were fucking around this motherfucker in a semicircle, like all shuffling, trying to get that like, was that's called out. that's called a cipher. They were rapping. <laughs> Stop diminishing <laughs> other cultures, Mike. <clears throat> Mostly white guys. Um, spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> what up? Uh, yeah, and then fucking. So I, I go inside, right? And I'm like, I'm already not comfortable with this. I talk to Frank. I'm like, yo, we should go do something about this. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you want to go wake up Major Payne? Meaning Eric. Eric is, all right. So your other, your, all right. So you have two roommates, Frank, right. who I believe is a serial murderer, yeah. and uh, Eric, who is a former Marine. Uh, Army. Army. But he's insane. Yes. Yes. Uh, Eric is here often. He He's a real southern boy. And I'll be honest, I would not want to fist fight Eric. No, God, no. Um, he's smaller than me, and I'm just like, nope. He seems like no problem killing a man. Yeah, I mean, like he, I, I feel like I've gotten my boxing like to a point where like I'm pretty confident nope. against. No, 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 me. I'm just saying oh, against yeah. most. Like he looks confident against a gator. 
Right. Like he's from, he's a New Orleans guy, right? Yeah, and yeah, like so he's wrestled gators. He also has like tactical training to the point where it's like you fight a motherfucker like that, like there's a decent chance he rips your yeah. throat out. Hold on, just a quick aside. Yes, that's true. Can we fight gators in Houston when we go? Uh, let me look it up. Yeah. I I would wrestle an alligator. Can we film me wrestling an alligator for the show when we're in Houston in March? If we're allowed to wrestle alligators, of course we're... Alligators don't have COVID. Just, I'll wear a mask, whatever. Let's go. Uh, uh, Colorado gators, huh? Can you Florida, wrestle? you can wrestle alligators in Florida. Florida's open, too. They'll probably just, they'll let you tag team. Yeah, just like, yeah, it's you versus four gators. Whatever, gauntlet match, boy. Uh, alligator wrestling must stop, Texas officials warn. In 2016... Oh... Hasn't happened yet. Oh. Huh. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of places that have it. Just not Houston, where we happen to be going. I'm just oh. saying, if we both ha- we're both we both going to Houston in March for, for Skankfest, so we may as well film me wrestling an alligator. Okay. You so, could wrestle one, too. So here's the thing. I, it doesn't seem we like We could film it's... you wrestling an alligator and say it's training for your fight. <laughs> If I'm if I'm wrestling an alligator to train for Dylan, I I've really fucked up my camp. It's the fat alligator from Peter Pan, though. <laughs> uh, uh, so no, so it looks like uh, there's no actual like legal gator wrestling in. I'm Houston. not I'm not underground gator wrestling. We, we, let's move back to the crackheads. I'll sooner <laughs> crack crack wrestle. No, but it just seems like there are wild gators that like people will just regularly wrestle, and then people will f- film them on their phones. I'm visiting Texas. I'm not. <laughs> I am not Texas. Okay. Um, but so now, so you're. Is there other spots near your house that are? Yeah. So this was cracky? the this was the real problem, right? So like I have that exchange. It is what it is, right? It's it's fine. I'm like, all right, the, this guy's not that bad. I go back downstairs. He's gone. His girl's still chilling there on the stoop. I'm like, all right, it's fine. Like, nobody's around. I don't care if somebody sits on my stoop. Why like why would I? That's crazy. Um so I, I go to the deli, right? I, me and Frank got sandwiches. Uh, I come back. Un- unnecessary information. It, it, no, it is. That part of- it is necessary because I had to get, I was coming out of a deli. Is oh, because the, the crackhead was like, let me go buy that sandwich? No. So the motherfucker, not a crackhead, right? A cra- another crack dealer, mm-hmm. right? Catches my eyes. I'm walking out of the deli. We make eye contact for a second. Goes, you good. I, I couldn't, I, I, he said something to me. I couldn't hear him. I have my headphones on. And he screams, A.O. So I fucking take my like one headphone off. I'm like, what the fuck's up? He's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking good. What are you? Yeah, not answering. So this happened to me. There was a there's a crackhead by my house, and I apologize if I've told the story somewhere before, but there's a crackhead by my and I, I you you know my philosophy on giving to the homeless. No. All right, all right. I have no problem giving to the homeless. Like, and I'll I've given homeless people a hundred dollar bill before. Like, I yeah. I really don't. I will give on the train. I've got no problem with it as long as I know I, as long as I don't have to pull out my full wallet and I have a couple of bucks or even a five, no problem. I have no problem giving to homeless people. I will not give to homeless people within two miles or within a mile of anywhere that I am regularly. So here at the studio, uh, by my house or anything like that where I am there, I wouldn't do it by. Uh, I actually used to tell comics when we when we had the show at No Fun Bar. I would tell comics, 
not to give money to the homeless people while you were barking for the show because I'm like, they're going to come and bother us while Mike's trying to get people into the show. You do not want, they're going to, that because that becomes, if you give money to a homeless guy that rec, eventually starts to recognize your face, that is now a bill. That is every fucking time, that is now your toll. Yeah. If you tell a guy to go fuck himself, day one, that's it. There was a guy, there's a guy, tall guy, he's like 6'5 in my neighborhood. He's gotten progressively, he was like an intimidating guy when I first moved there like four or five years ago. Now he's he's starting to weather. But he did the same shit to me. He's like, yo, I'm talking to you. And I was like, dog, this is my second day living in the neighborhood. He asked me and I go, no, can't help you. Second day go, I walk by, I just had my headphones on. I just didn't want to talk to him. He goes, hey, I'm fucking talking to you. And I was like, yeah, I heard you. It was no yesterday. It's going to be no tomorrow. I just, I literally go, I look at him, I go, I just moved around the fucking block. Just now, moved around the fucking block. I am not ever giving you a dollar ever. Ever. I will never give you a penny because I don't want to have to see you. He stands right by the train. I'm like, I don't want to see you every time I get on a fucking train and you're going to expect a fucking dollar. Fuck you. And I just fucking, I spazzed out. It was like two in the morning. I spazzed out. Probably was a little drunk. It was a little mean. But I don't like, I don't like that shit. Okay, so this was even a step further, Chris, because mm-hmm. this wasn't a homeless person. This was a fucking crack dealer. Could it? You could be homeless. Maybe. But I saw him serving two homeless people. I mean, you gotta he, he clearly if he's homeless, he's got he doesn't have any bricks. I'm, you can start building a home with bricks. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what dude, I'm saying? what I don't like that being, big bad wolf is gonna come and try to huff and puff, he's gonna huff and puff, he's gonna get mad high. He can't even blow the house down if that shit is made out of crack bricks. I mean, that's solid logic. I it's can't really argue with that. Sound, bro. That's that fucking Aesop Fable shit, son. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting like I'm getting legit heated thinking about the fact that like motherfucker no, tried fair. to trap to me. Like, outside of my local bodega. And then was mad that you rejected the pitch without saying no. Yeah. And he, no, what he said to me, right? I said, you know, uh, you good. I said, yeah, I'm fucking good. He said, don't fucking, he said, don't play with me. I said, you're playing with me, motherfucker. Yeah. I live here. It's two in the fucking morning. Why you ask me if I'm fucking good? While he was serving another dude. Yeah, you guys have food. You're clearly not crackheads. <laughs> like, what's going on here? It was just crazy. I was like legitimately furious. So, so what is your what is your so? And then another you, you, one. You said you wanted to bring this to the show. Another one fucking came at, at Eddie today. Your, my your other, other roommate. roommate. Yeah. Now Eddie is a Hispanic man. Yeah. Who looks like he lives there. Yeah. Also kind of skinny. Could be a crackhead. Sure. So that's fair. No, but it's like I feel like you would know what to do. Like I'm trying to like what police the block here. Like this is getting First out of, of control. All, you can't police any blocks. That's not your job. What you can do is be like, hey, I asked you guys not to talk to me. Or those three guys who hang out on your stoop, you should probably be friends with those guys. Just a little. And just be like, hey, can you guys kick these? Because then you can kind of be like, guys, come on, it's a little disrespectful. It's getting to the point where it's a little disrespectful. And then they will actually probably feel like they're being disrespectful if you're not being a prick to them. If you start pulling like white guy shit, you're, you're, you're up shit's creek. You're fucked. If you start trying to police things and regulate, they're going to laugh at you, and you're probably going to get a cup of pee poured on your head, I feel like. This situation feels like a cup of pee situation. <laughs> I was going to say beer at first, and then I was like, nah, probably a cup of pee. I saw those guys. They were pretty fucking grimy. One of them was wearing a fucking 
Columbia jacket. I was like, what the fuck year is this? <laughs> One of them had a fucking Charlotte Hornet starter pullover. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had a fucking garbage can fire. Shit. I'm There's a lot of purple and green happening on that stoop. I was like, what gang is this? <laughs> Just losing fights to guys who are fucking dressed at a 96? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. That is a tough one. It's going to get cold soon, so they'll disperse, I think. Maybe. Look, luckily, Market Watch has put out a list of places to move. So we can look at this list because they're like. All right. We're still working on the timing. Still. Well, you don't, you don't, you don't think of breath. What's the same topic to me? Um, so, Market Watch, you know, I take all of my uh, life advice from Market Watch because that's. Those people aren't cold and dead inside. Um, so their number one pick is Fort Collins, Colorado. Huh? I don't know anything about Fort Collins, Colorado. I know this picture makes it look very cold, and I don't want to live there. Chilly. Denver is dope. Now, I read the description, and it says, Set against the, rocky foothill- the, the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, Fort Collins is a vibrant, growing city that is overflowing with opportunity. Families with small children, creatives, outdoor enthusiasts, and high-tech entrepreneurs all feel at home in Fort Collins. The largest city in northern Colorado, right there, seems cold. Very. Northern Colorado? Denver is south in Colorado. Yeah, but it's in the foothills of the Rockies, so how bad could it be? The foothills? Yeah. That's what I said. I said against the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. I mean, that seems... It's, is there a place in the mountains? No, those are just the mountains. Well, no, I mean, Denver's Denver's a mile up. That's true. I don't know, but Denver's not, doesn't get super cold. Um, It says it's a hub for craft beer innovation. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what, it's like the Brooklyn slash Austin, Texas of, uh... What are you you playing? Sorry, Brian's on the phone. Oh, hello, Brian. All right, peace. Oh. What? What? I was on fucking Brian called. He had a production issue with BYM. I was trying to do it while I'm like, you know, doing this. Okay. Sorry. It's fine. Um, I don't know, man. I don't want to live in the foothills. Is it, I, and I certainly don't want a hub for craft beer. And that seems like there's a lot of cunts. Yeah. This doesn't seem like a better place to live, even if this city is dead and full of crack dealers. It's the Portland of, uh, of Ugh. Uh, Colorado. Ugh. I'm not interested at all. Denver's a decent city. I like Denver. I've been there twice. I had a good time both times. Number two on this list, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Let's take a look at the picture for Ann Arbor, Michigan. This fucking sucks. Look at this fucking... This this looks like they would change the signs on that marquee to say the Apollo to film in New York in the 70s when they were scared to film in New York. Right? This looks terrible. Look, first of all, this is supposed to be the number two place they want you to live. Yeah. They gave you, Market Watch gave you, this is the whole description of Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> Go blue. Ann Arbor is perhaps best known for being the home of the world-renowned University of Michigan. But this energetic city is much more than a college town. That's the whole thing. Typically, when you say a place is much more than a thing, you give some examples. Well, maybe they were on a deadline. Yeah. The deadline is, there really isn't anything to do here, but they said we needed, let's see how many are here, uh, 12. 
No, 15. This was too many. We're not doing all of these. I'll just go to a random. Albany, New York is on here. Number 16. Population 96,460. Have you ever been to Albany, New York? Yeah, it's a nightmare. Dude. It is fucking awful. I have friends who live in Albany, and I apologize to those friends. But uh, my buddy Christian, was he doesn't get out much of the city. And him and his girlfriend were just trying to get away. So they booked. They found a really nice Airbnb in Albany. And they were just going to go do an, a weekend in Albany. And I go, why the fuck would anybody... I've been to Albany. To, you know, I, used to, I got drunk at the college a few times. But, like, who the fuck... It's the worst. It's just a cement block. He was, And he goes, he goes, yeah, I could tell it was not going to be the best choice for getaway when I realized, when I Googled things to do, and they were like, you could tour the law school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, is there anything? Iowa City, Iowa. Iowa City, the original capital of the state of Iowa. So, all right, you want me to go move from New York to a city that got demoted <laughs> from being the capital of fucking Iowa? You can go from the capital of the universe to the cap to the yeah. former capital of Iowa? Yeah, the former the former <laughs> capital. We're the two time capital of Iowa. We had two rings. When? 1962 was the last time we won the Iowa championship. That's how they decided in Iowa. Every year, all the cities get together and beat the shit out of each other. And whoever wins gets to be the capital for a year. Damn, no, I- they only do it on leap years. They do it on leap years. It's every four years like the Olympics. But that's how they decided. And they, uh, Iowa City's only got two rings. You know? It's rough. Yeah. That would be that'd be a fun uh that'd be like a fun uh you see you see that Netflix show about fucking sports like weird sports from all over the world? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a fun one. Like to oh. just do like the entire state of Iowa and show their fist fighting competition. Yeah, just, this is a real thing. I don't know if anybody if nobody knows this, this is actually true. This is how they decide every four years, they decide the state capital of Iowa. A bunch of dudes, they stop shoving uh ears of corn in their assholes for just long enough. That's how they train, because you get a lot of grip strength really twisting the corn into your asshole. Yeah. So they've got these fucking Popeye fucking forearms, and they just go, and they beat the fucking shit out of each other. (laughs) There's no uh, skill training. It's just they're drunk out of their minds because their wives are all fat because it's very cold in Iowa. Corn whiskey. They're drinking corn whiskey. I don't even know. Google what is the state food of Iowa. Knuckle sandwiches. That's what it is, Mike. <laughs> That's what it is. No, look, these fucking guys, and they beat. This is a true fact. You can look this up. Every man in the state of Iowa from every city, they have teams of 100 each, and they meet in the center of the state. There's a rock called Center Rock. They're not very creative in Iowa. And they beat the shit out of each other until there's one man not unconscious. And that man goes, Capital, baby! And then that's the capital of Iowa for the next four years until the next leap year. This is a fucking actual fact about Iowa that most people don't know. And that's actually why they get to be the first caucus. Because nobody wants to fucking tell them that there's no such thing as a caucus. (laughs) We're all doing primaries, Iowa. What do you do? What the fuck even is a a caucus? 
I don't know. What is a caucus? That's where fucking crazy Russians go in the mountains, and they beat the shit out of each other, and that's how this whole thing in Iowa started. Mm -hmm. It's from the Caucus Mountains, where they used to, they started this whole thing, and it was all Ivan Dragos, until there was only one Ivan Drago, and he was Vlad the Impaler, and he was the ruler of Russia. This is a fucking, you can Google all of this. Yeah, he founded Iowa. He founded Iowa. Ivan Vlad Drago Yula (laughs) is the founder of Iowa. They decided that was too long to say, and they went with Iowa. This is all facts. I mean, this, this all checks out. What's the fucking state food of Iowa? I they actually did want you to legitimately look don't have one. They don't have. I Wikipedia it. Uh, the state of Iowa's uh, food, uh, none. None. <laughs> yeah. Do they have a state bird? Uh, look it up. They do have a state grain, corn. Clearly, I'm right. My whole story started correct. Mm-hmm. Because the state bird is default your state food if you don't have a state food. I'm just going to throw that out there. The American goldfinch. Can I see a picture of a goldfinch? I mean, it's barely a snack. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking... That's an appetizer. That's a fucking... That's smaller than a squab. That's a fucking... That's two nuggets. Mm. You think you can get two nuggets out of that? That's like one big nugget. Yeah, that's one. That's a good... Yeah, that's like a good... That's a good size nug. But that's a... Yeah, that's one nugget. So yeah, I mean these are our these are our only options as live people who live in this dead city. I mean, maybe we need to leave. I think it's probably better to deal with the crackheads than dude. the Iowa S- City Fisters. That's I don't, that. I don't know, dude. If I didn't have if I didn't have this gig, like if I didn't if I genuinely if I did not have if I if I did have the work from home option, mm-hmm. I'd go somewhere like real weird. It's true. Uh, all right, we got to move on. But are you going to wait till I start talking again to push the button? Son of a bitch, Mike. Uh, now, I wanted to talk about this on the show this week. And uh, in the interest of fairness, I feel like we make a lot of racial jokes just in general around here at Gas Digital. And I do it and I fall into it. But it's a weird thing. It's because I'm 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 from New York. Um, I grew up around all sorts of different people, and I like it. But I feel like I don't turn the lens on myself enough. So this is in the interest of fairness. I feel that I need. I'm Irish and Italian, and I feel that I need to shit on both the Irish and the Italians. And a big part of what made me think about this was. Uh, did Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show as part of the Whirlwind Media Tour to promote the launch of Notes of a Goon, which is th- I mean, it clearly did very well. We're doing eight billion downloads a week. Um, still, still. I mean, look, we're maintain- not dropped off. We're maintaining. We're clearly shadow banned from the iTunes charts, but that's another. That's a story for another time. Honestly, at this point, the biggest issue I have is it's impossible to grow the show. Yeah, I mean, I, what are we even doing, people? You got to get out there, fucking, yeah, get more kids we- so we can get more listeners. Make babies. Buy earbuds. There you go. I'll tell you what. If you impregnate somebody to the sound of my voice, I will buy you a set of earbuds for your baby. I like it. You can plug them both into your wife's belly button to play this podcast. That's right. That works, right? They'll hear the podcast. We got to figure out how to how to make that count in the charts. Hell yeah. We'll figure it out. I mean, that baby could write a review. Um, it's true. 
So yeah, in the interest of uh, we, we did Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show and uh, made fun of Italians watching the movie Gotti with Mike Figs and Zach Amico. And at one point, Zach just goes, God, I hate us. <laughs> Which is, I haven't been able to, and we talked about this early on. If you haven't listened to the early episodes of the show, because I noticed that the later episodes of the show have a lot more downloads. So if you're a new listener, go listen to episodes one, two, three, and four. Because we cover a lot of the basis for what we get to now. But I talk about how pride is not good. Pride in anything that you were born, like anything that you were born with, where you're from, what you look like, what your ethnicity is, it's fucking stupid. And there's no people more proud of fucking nothing than the fucking Italians. That's what they're known for. Dude, it is, oh my God. I've said this elsewhere before, but when I fucking found out that that you don't pronounce it mozzarella in fucking Italy, I have never been able to feel Italian again. Seriously? That's yeah. I found that out years ago, and apparently the reason why in New York they pronounce there's a bastardized form of Italian like linguist called Brooklyn Brooklynese. That is like a New York Italian. That is a bastardization of Napoli Don dialect, and that just knocks off the vowel at the end. That's where you get your gabagol, your fucking mozzarella, all these fucking nonsense words. That is no, and it's just like, so Italians in Italy were always very tiny because they never left their fucking villages. Then they came here and started fucking. And they, they, since they weren't inbred, they all grew to fucking the meatheads we know now. Like, Italians here think that they're fucking Italian, and that's a thing. Nobody eats chicken marsala. In, that's a Spanish product. Yeah. Chicken franchise is just French chicken. <laughs> These are Italian. And there's nothing wrong with Italian-American food and Italian-American cuisine. What's wrong with it is these fucking Dagos... <laughs> Thinking, now mind you, I'm Italian, thinking that they're fucking cultured. You know what I mean? It's just... The nerve of trying to be racist when you grab your dick that much is fucking insane. The nerve of trying to be racist with that much arm hair, this much arm hair, it's ridiculous. It's just, what are we, not, first of all, it's not like there's some fucking Italians, I mean, Fauci, I guess, is killing it right now, right? He's, 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 our, he's, our, big, he's our big brain now. You know, he made some mistakes, but he's doing all right. Yeah, that was, that was in the debate we watched earlier. It's just, look, Anthony, he's doing good. He's all right. Fuck it. He's but a what, good guy. Yeah. He's not perfect. He's a good guy. Look, it's just... Italians are coasting. That we've been coasting off the toughness of the fucking mob. The mob hasn't been fucking the Italian mob. A yeah. fucking mob boss got killed by a QAnon guy. I know. Forget the fact that the Russians are way tougher than Italians. Oh. For all fat, all of, stop with the carbs. We know it's not good. It doesn't eating that much carbs. There's not going to be good for your wind when you have to have a fist fight with a bunch of Albanian hill people who want it more. They want it more. <laughs> Stop coasting off your former gangsterness. 
This is ridiculous. Yeah, I get it. Black people ripped off tracksuits and rope chains. Okay. They wrote a bunch of songs about it. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop eating so much pasta. Get something done. It's giving you brain fog. You're sluggish. You're fucking up in the game. It's fucking ridiculous. Just Italian guys acting like... Fu I fucking was talking to Tommy Pope yesterday, and he was like, I fucking hate guineas. I was like, aren't you one too? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I fucking hate him. And he's holding his cigarette, and he's going, I fucking... And he's like, I'm fucking doing it, and I fucking hate myself for doing it. <laughs> he's moving his hand, smoking a fucking cigarette. And I fucking every... I hate myself because of how Italian I sound right now, Mike. It's fucking ridiculous. This Italian-American... Big car, McMansion, horse, the McMansion. That, how about this? You, you fucking marble artisan assholes. You fucking just, just granite with a marble finish because you bastardized your own culture. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm fucking annoyed. This is in the interest of fairness. <laughs> but no, it's just the fucking, oh my God, the thinking we're great that we do. Ugh. Oh, I mean, you must have some annoyance at Italians. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, uh, my my biggest introduction to Italians was just playing illegal underground card games. You know what I mean? And they were always pretty chill to me. That's true. You're a paying customer. Now, well, do you see any gangster shit in there? Uh, no, but like, here's the, like what I did see. Like, just a was, Russian guy eating Oreos real silly, like in that movie that you like that sucks. That movie's fucking great. Rounders, Rounders is stinks. Awesome. If you like Rounders, you're a fucking asshole. Rounders is great. Don't disrespect Brian Koppelman. Um, I was no like the the so I would go into this uh, I would go into this one game. It was like a you know pretty friendly game in like an old Italian social club uh, in the next town over, and I would like you know I, I played all right, like you said, paying customer. The rake was decent, but uh, what was the one, rake? I mean, they were. They were chopping. 10%? It was more than 10% rake? At times. The fucking nerve of these Dagos. I mean, it is. More than a 10% rake? My man would. In the age of digital poker? My man would splash the pot, so I didn't really give a fuck. They had like two guys. Who oh, every through. once in a while he would come. Oh, okay. So they had a bunch of fucking idiots there. They had, it was just cowboys. It's it was the, a fucking it's cowboy It's the executive game. game. And it was one of those things where it's like, if you're complaining about the rake, get the fuck out of here. You know, like this is, we're only doing this game to keep the fucking lights on at this club. You know what I mean? I see. So it was like one of those things where I was like, and I'm not going to argue, but I did go in there on St. Patrick's Day, decked head to toe in my fucking like green mix shit. Uh, took about 6K off from that night. Oh, you fucking had them all fuck. They were all worked up trying to fucking get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I really That's one on. of That's a fucking funny thing, the beef between... So here's an odd thing. I am half Irish, half Italian. Tommy Pope, also half Irish, half Italian. A lot of half Irish, half Italians. We're supposed to hate each other. It's like Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of half Puerto Rican, half Dominicans. A lot of women fucking to piss off somebody. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what that really comes down to. Kind of. A lot, yeah, a lot of fucking going on with the intention of pissing people off with a lot of immigrant groups that are not good at pulling out and are very Catholic. We'll get into Catholicism in a little bit. But that's another thing with the fucking Italians. The Irish are bad at this too, and I'll get to them and their horse shit in a minute. I started with the Italians. I'm going to get to the Irish. Listen, this fucking fake religious shit Go to a fucking Catholic church in any Italian neighborhood. 
You know who's in there? All those Italian people's gardeners. There's only Spanish people in Catholic churches. You never fucking see fucking Spanish mass at my old fucking church. Fucking packed. Go to any other mass, it's like three fucking pedophiles jerking off in the pews. Stop with your fucking making Hail Mary shit, wearing fucking rosary beads, getting the fucking anti-gay shit tattooed on you. You're not religious. Jesus wasn't Italian. He was just a Moor. All right. Is there anything I missed? Yeah, how's it going on uh, on the Italian? Scongili is not good. <laughs> Don't know what that is. Yeah, you shouldn't. It sucks. Fucking Sicilians eating tr- fucking spleen. Do you know that Sicilians eat spleen sandwiches? Ew. And they pretend it's good? What kind of spleen? Look it up. Boiled spleen sandwiches. They act like it's fucking good. I thought we were the food people. Ew. Pull up a picture. And this is something else, people. Yeah, I've eaten these. They sell there's a place called uh, Joseph Avenue U in Brooklyn. Very Sicilian place. They do the fucking raisins in the fucking meatballs like fucking jerk-offs. Pinoli nuts. I fucking hate that. What, what are Sicilians we are a whole nother thing. Pull that sandwich back up. We're talking about the sandwich. Now, we're supposed to be the fucking food people. You're eating a fucking spleen? I don't even know what a spleen does. I assume it's a human gizzard of some sort. It's just there to pick out the rocks or something. Like, yeah, spleen? Right. Yeah, what the fuck does it do? You're eating a beef spleen? Wait, is that what a gizzard does? I think it does. Huh. I think they believe, actually, that the appendix was supposed to be the human gizzard. But spleen, I don't know really what a spleen does. I know if you lose your spleen, you're fucked. Really? It's a wrap. That cow, dead. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're the fucking, we're the food people, and we really are not the best. We like to pretend, there's good Italian-American places, but the art is mostly, especially here in New York, like, anybody acting like fucking Italian food is still good in New York City. First of all, it just hasn't left New York City. You're a fucking asshole. Italian food is, like, red sauce is good. Look, look, all this stuff is good. Just stop acting like we're some European cultured shit. Like, Italians and, like, artisans. Like, really, like, you know what I mean? Like, Sistine Chapel, fucking Renaissance, all this shit. The tacky shit that your grandmother has on those fucking wooden ends of her couches under the plastic, go fuck yourself. These fucking shit paintings, they all have the fucking Dutch blue boy reprint. Fuck off, you old Italian fucking biddies. Nobody likes your fucking Anisette cookies either. They stink. Yeah, they're not great. No! The fucking... Sfoyatel, cannolis, rainbow cookies. That's all you got. Tartufo's pretty good. But other than that, stop shoving these shit cookies in my face. Give me a... I'd rather fucking eat Chips Ahoy. Gelato? Gelato's all right. But it's just fucking ice cream. Let's not fucking pretend it's not just fucking ice cream. Ain't there eggs in it? Throw a fucking egg and a fucking ice cream. Who gives a fuck? Look. Oh, it's fucking fancy. It's, shut the fuck up. It's look. You, you, the desserts very lackluster. It's, uh, tiramisu was good, I guess, but like those fucking cookies with the one fucking jelly cherry in the middle, the fucking sprinkles on the end. Go fuck yourself. Anybody only really likes those because you ate them as a child. And it reminds you of an aunt that died that you wish you were closer to. Because she seemed nice, 
but she smelled weird, so you didn't treat her right. That's why people like those cookies. Now on to the Irish. Hit the button. Now, in the interest of fairness, I also have to speak on how fucking... Now, Mike, you're Irish. Yeah. 100%. Uh, no, no, no. God, no. What's the other half? Uh, mutt. You're, you're, so you're half Irish. Yeah. And what's the... Your, your mom is the mutt? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, there's so Lebanese... So she settled and... for a fat mick. Yeah. Okay. There's fair. Lebanese and Scandinavian in there. Lebanese and Scandinavian. Okay. But look, the Irish... Look, here's my ultimate assessment of the Irish in America. They are they want you to, they think they deserve a parade to celebrate how humble they are. If that makes huh? sense. The Irish are the ultimate sad sack assholes. They literally work municipal jobs and then they go, where are the real heroes? The unsung heroes. Stop singing about it. Every fucking cop bar. They, they all, the Irish think, you're getting mad because you're Irish. Yeah. The Irish think that they're the fucking nuts and bolts of society yeah. like some other fucking snitch race wouldn't have fucking taken those fucking jobs. Whatever, they're the hands that built the, America. First of all, another one, the nerve of being racist. <laughs> the fucking nerve. Yeah, that's fair. Of being, what? The British had y'all on a short leash. Us. On a short leash. The the fucking pinky up, fucking teetotaling, fucking bitch ass, fucking British. Short leash. Real Let short. India go first. India was like, fuck off. Irish? Nope. We still got it. Remember fucking Longshanks? Send the Irish. Uh, arrows cost money. Now y'all are racist. Yeah, so this was like the fucked up thing. Frederick Douglass talked about this uh, when he went to Ireland. Uh, yeah. He said that the, the Irish were living in poorer conditions than the slaves in America. And he said they were very kind to him. Yeah. That was the other thing. He was welcome. Like, he got a hero's welcome in, uh, in Ireland. They, they were... thought he came off that one broken down Spanish Armada ship that the black <laughs> Irish come from. There you go. Uh, so that happened. Uh, oh, but... no, it was a French. There was a French. It was, uh, I, 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 Correction, it wasn't the Frederick Douglass thing. There was a French uh, scholar in, back in the uh, 1800s who wrote about slavery and squalor conditions around the world, and he said that the Irish in England were living in worse conditions than the slaves in America. I mean, obviously, they were allowed to go about their day, and they were not slaves, so there's a difference there, but right. that is a piece of literature that exists. Right. Anyway, continue. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, the living conditions were terrible, but he did get a hero's welcome there, uh, and he said that what was interesting was the Irish immigrants— They thought he had actual gin. It wasn't a cotton gin. Uh, solid, solid. Uh, and when the Irish immigrants came over, they were the ones who were immediately racist, right? And it was a thing yeah. where it's like a lot of that was due to when the Irish came over, it was the middle of the Civil War. That was when like the fucking potato famine was happening. So that's when most of the Irish immigration happened. Felled by a potato. <laughs> yeah. My, my buddy who's uh, Polish said that to me once and solid knock on the Irish. <laughs> I figured my buddy Danny, he threw that out there. He's like, he goes, are you shitting on Polish people? Because I, I was making fun of the fact that they had the cavalry and they were going at the tanks with the cavalry <laughs> and uh, in World War II. And, uh, was that real? Yeah, that's, that's actually a thing that happened. Um, and I was making fun of that. He goes, he goes, 
you're Irish. Your ancestors were felled by a potato. <laughs> Not even actually by a potato, by the lack of potatoes. <laughs> well, it was more it was more the British. Yes. Maybe. Fair. But, but still a still a sick burn. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, look, here's the thing. So the Irish come here, they're super racist. They all become fucking snitch ass cops. Right? Well, they all take civil service jobs. Starting with the cops. Well, out of them, I mean, you know, my grandfather was a firefighter. Well, we said last week on the show that 100% of firefighters are Irish. 1,000%. Yes. Um, so, look. The, the Irish... First of all, I just hate... They all... Like, I hate... There's multiple different kinds of Irish guys, right? There's the fucking loud, brash, dorky, on purpose, dancing in a bar Irish guy. You know what I'm talking about? The Irish American, yeah, okay, you, Me? yes, you, <laughs> you, but not as you're not that. But yeah, I guess you wear the goofy fucking shit on St. Patrick's Day, which fucking annoys me, <laughs> and that's bad enough. Those guys are embarrassing for all white people. I'm glad that they claim Ireland, yeah, so that it's just not a blanket white thing. All I have to do is not wear green, and I don't look like you. Um, but then there's the fucking, the brooding Irish, which. Go fuck yourself with your fucking poetry. The fucking Irish... First of all, is there... Name... Look up a list of famous Irish... Because the Irish... My grandfather was one of these. Fancied himself a poet. Oh, Christ. Oh, I told you that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll tell this story on the show. Did I tell it on the show? I don't think so. So I was with Paperface getting drunk, as I do. Um, <clears throat> we were over at Doc Holliday's around the corner. And there's some Irish kid. Got nineteen twenty, probably twenty one, because they they ID at that bar. Um, so I'm oh, no, sitting there. He said some expression that sounded like some hokey shit my grandfather would have said. And he goes, "Yeah, they say that in Ireland." You see this bar? I I can see this female bartender never said that shit. And I go, "They don't fucking say that shit in Ireland." He goes, "He goes, he goes, hey, my grandfather's from Ireland." I was like, "My grandfather's from Ireland." He told me they never said that shit in fucking Ireland. Shut the fuck up. And it was actually, that's what it was. I get this kid so riled up. He's, I was like, go, why don't you go fuck yourself and fuck your grandfather? And he wasn't going to do anything because he was, like I said, a 21-year-old kid. I was just being a dick. He was really being a shitty to fucking, that's the thing. is that He was using this fucking nugget of the old country of Ireland to fucking hit on this smoke show bartender. And it was just, she was annoyed. I was trying to get a beer. It was annoying. <laughs> He walks away. I look at Pape, and I just go, my grandfather used to say shit all the time. <laughs> That's definitely something they say in Ireland. <laughs> but, so, yeah, give me a list of fucking famous Irish poets. William Butler Yeats. Okay. Samuel Haney. Okay. Uh, Patrick Cavanaugh. Okay. Samuel Beckett. Okay. Evelyn, Evelyn Boyland. Boland. Uh, oh, she's actually a fucking super interesting lady. Uh, Thomas Moore. Super interesting dude. Uh, John Montague. Okay. Uh, George William Russell. Bunch of most. Uh, Sounds like a bunch of most to me. Look, I'll tell you this about poetry. Poetry stinks. Okay. Poetry. You like poetry, Mike? Like I poetry, fucking man? hate poetry. Poetry but fucking sucks. Some poets are cool people. Some poets can be cool people. We did discover. We we. I you, you turned me around on Edgar Allan Poe last week. I think Charles Bukowski wrote a lot of poems. He's a good guy. That's who the show's named after. But still, poetry fucking sucks. And all these fucking Irish assholes. Did the brooding Irish, not the fucking goofy. Fucking Irish with the fucking stupid glasses and the fucking... I'm talking about Irish-Americans here. Okay. So there's the Irish-American type. So if you're from Ireland and you're hearing this and you're getting mad, or you're from Italy and you're hearing this and you're getting mad, 
I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the shitheads that I knew growing up. The guys who hang out in fucking dive bars or fucking espresso fucking soccer taverns fucking for the Italians. Like, it's like these fucking guys who are like the brooding... It's like the older generation of Irish guys. Guys probably like a little like a little younger than your dad, but through your dad and your grandfather's age, my grandfather's age, my uncles, just like all wanted to be writers, but like, you know, I never really gave it a shot. Yeah, fuck off. That's, yeah, of course you never gave it a shot. You're a fucking drunk. You're a fucking lousy drunk. I can look through your notebook. I guarantee I find nothing of any value in this fucking notebook. You stink. You suck. The Irish or the Irish almost annoy me more than the Italians because they think they know what's what. Whereas Italians embrace being stupid sometimes. It's true. Like the Irish really think that they're fucking like there was this guy, I used to hang out in this bar, Smith's, on 9th Street sometimes. There was a guy, Rob, firefighter, bartender, good guy, overall mostly. Threw my buddy out once, um, because he was rolling a blunt in the bar. And now, mind you, there's an empty dive bar that we used to hang out in. He had $1.50 ice-cold mugs of beer. So we figured they, they had fucking... I probably shouldn't say that part. Um, whatever. Um, what? None, they had the machines in the back that paid out. Oh, okay. They don't have them anymore. I think they got in trouble. Um, but kids rolling a blunt. I figured we're in this kind of place where there's nobody in there. There's nobody in the fucking place. Right? Um, he's rolling, and the guy goes, "What do you think you're getting one over on me?" He's like, "No, I think I'm in an empty bar rolling a blunt, and we're friends." He's like, "They think they know what's what," and they're like, "I caught you." He's like, "I caught you." Like, you didn't catch me. I blatantly did this in front of your face, asshole. You didn't catch anything. Stop fucking thinking. You not. You don't always have to be a cop. You fucking Mick. Like, shut. Stop. (laughs) Fucking Christ. True. It is in my DNA. Oh, it's so. It's so, and and just, like I said, they're so humble. I'll reiterate this again, because I need you to understand that you're in this. Okay. The Irish are so humble that they think they deserve their parade. No one deserves a parade. Parades stink. No one should be celebrating your culture. What are you talking about? Stop that's, it. That's not true. You're, you are, are you kidding? The Feast of San Gennaro Festival? That's not a parade. That's a feast. There's no parade. The, they parade the fucking lady. There's up a and fucking down the sausage vendor. It's different. A, a, a street fair also sucks. That's a, that's a no, that's a topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs> fucking parades are dope. Whatever you say, Mike. You've been inconvenienced by a parade or two, so you're fucking angry. But people like parades. I like parades. Parades are good when they're for heroes. They have big balloons. That's it. Or no. Halloween's good. Gay's good. We we said last week, pro-gay parade. The thing, the thing, it's just the Irish, they literally think that they all could have been though that list of people, your Yates, with some of the other what were some of the fancier ones on More there? More. No, no, wild. There, was some, there were some good ones on there. Come on. Uh some real famous ones on there. Maybe the fourth one down. On the cross. Uh see, look at you. You're being stop being so Irish. All right, this is crazy. Uh, I mean, dude, uh, Samuel Beckett, Kavanaugh. There you go. Heaney. So all these, so every fucking drunk Irish asshole who never left a corner stool in a bar. First of all, they all think they're fucking funnier. Don't ever tell a fucking 
Irish barfly that you work in comedy in any way. Yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Holy fucking shit. Like, I don't know you just still watch All in the Family reruns, jerk off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck your sensibilities. I'm fucking funny. And then they'll tell you the same joke you heard from your fucking Italian grandfather. He told it better. There's a little more pizzazz there. <laughs> but all those fucking assholes it's just more hand think motion. they could have been one of the guys. Yeah, true. That's pizzazz. That's what that means. It's in the dictionary. Pizzazz means hand motion, Mike. It's a fucking magic term. Look, they all think they could have been your Samuel. But like, right? They, 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 I could have been that guy. I just, you know, I had to work. Those guys had to work too. They chose to write poems. You fucking jerk off. You're in a bar. You literally just told me what's wrong with the Mets four fucking times because they're all Mets fans. Yeah, they like because they- too many fucking brown people like the Yankees. I mean, they just like they they. There's something uh, very comforting about losing. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like this thing where they're like, we need to be rewarded. They want to be rewarded for being Mets fans. The Irish. Uh, they literally are like they when they talk about their disdain for the Yankees, particularly when the Yankees were winning a lot. The way Irish Met fans. We'll talk about how, first of all, let's let's be clear. You just went with the team that had orange in it because it matched your face. <laughs> let's be clear. Fucking, when they talk about the Yankees and they're buying the shit, when fucking Red Sox fans used to talk before they started doing the same shit, the way they would talk about being fans of a losing team and being dedicated and this and that, I get it, your wife's fat. Shut the fuck up. Start pulling out, you Catholic asshole. Fuck! In the interest of fairness, Mike. I feel like I should say some nice things about the Jews. I actually, this is a weird thing, but you wouldn't know this from hearing me, you know, shit on, say, a Ralph Sutton or whoever else. I actually have a great affinity for the Jews all around. Did you know that? Did not. I do. I have a great affinity for all types of Jews. When I was a kid, before I moved to Gowanus, I lived in Sheepshead Bay, which you know. Um, I thought Russia was a Jewish country. The same way like most people in the United States are Christian, which I knew. I thought it was like that in Russia because every Russian I knew was Jewish. My girlfriend, Russian, but Christian. I didn't even know that Russian Christians existed. I didn't realize that those Jews had been persecuted. But I fuck with Russian Jews because they're scammy as fuck. I know mad Russian Jews... Selling ecstasy, fucking killing it. Motherfuckers used to have like buttons so that their brake lights wouldn't work and they would stop short. They literally, they changed the insurance laws in New York because scammy ass Russian Jewish people were just like, yo, we figured out how to fucking get paid, just get rear-ended. Great. Dude. I know that scam. Dude, that's a great scam. Great scam. I'm just saying like, there's all sorts of... Of your, I, I'll tell a story. I, when I was 16, I sell weed to this Hasidic Jewish guy. I don't know much about the Hasids. I like that they're fucking fighting back against this uh, this corrupt Bill de Blasio, this son of a bitch. Fake news, call him, motherfucker. This fake news asshole, stealing Trump's gimmick, motherfucker. Um, I like, I like that guy, even though he's a pain in my ass. He would call me and ask for fucking 50. He would want an ounce broken up into eight different eighths when I was like 16. And I was like, I can't, I hate you. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not doing that. 
I'm like, like you're annoying. And I would get there and it would always be, you know, can I do this? this is a little and I fucking, I fuck with him. I fuck with even that guy. This is the only Hasidic guy I ever had like long dealings with was this one guy. So I don't know much about the Hasidics. But I will say this. That guy was persistent. He did that same thing every time he called me for a year. Every time, Mike. He no. tried, tried the same thing. And I started sending other people. And I would split what I was making with them. I'd be like, hey, you want to just make this quick stop? And they'd be like, God, I hate that guy. He's, I'd get there. i get there. I'd be like, all right, all right, look, I don't, you called, you know, you know who you called. And they'd be like, oh my God. One time he called and I sent it out with a guy and I, I gave it to one of my buddies. And I was like, yeah, just go see that guy tomorrow. And he goes, all right, yeah, I fucking hate him, but I'll go see him. And then I go, yeah, that guy's got the thing. And he goes, he goes, oh, I said, maybe I want it. Uh, maybe. Now, he said he wanted it, Mike. I'm he sure. got me. He fu- I was like, look, I'll knock 50 bucks off. Just fucking please take it. Please take the thing. And I, but I knew I had to cut off ties with that man because he got me. I had to do that every time now. And that, the persistence in that is something I respect. I respect that. Look, just in general, Jewish people, in, there's so many different types of Jews in New York, right? There's the Orthodox Jews who are the just wear a hat Jews, just to let you know they're Jewish, just to let you know that they were innovative enough to build into the religion a hat that only covers bald spots. That, I fuck with that. That's a step down from Hasidic. They're Orthodox. Yeah. Now, I, my, one of my business partners is an Orthodox Jewish man, right? I love that dude. Uh, he was a Russian Jew. Did I tell this story about how his dad called it the sickness on the show? I've just told you that. I don't know. So he was a Russian Jew, became Orthodox, advanced. He leveled up. He fucking imagined booed, power level 9,000 Jude, right? Fucking, he levels up, but so like his mom was like offended that he wouldn't eat the food anymore because now he's very kosher. And his dad used to call it the sickness, the extra Jewishness. <laughs> That's even more reason why I fucking, I fucking fuck with Russian Jews. Russian Jews are fucking gangster. For, those are the gangsters. Those are the guys fucking smacking around Italians because they fucking got fat off the pasta, right? It's fucking, I saw a guy, I was walking to Manhattan Beach once, I saw cops giving tickets, and I just look over at this shirtless, in the winter, Russian man in shorts, fat gut, old man, he goes, these fucking bloodsuckers. And I was like, yo, I fuck with Russian juice. You know what I mean? They're tough. But these fucking Orthodox Jews are good. They figured out the fucking ball spot hat. Their chicks are all hotter than them. Fair. All super hot. I don't know if it's that taboo shit. I don't know what's working on me, but it's working. And those dudes are all just kind of like fat, ball spot covered, whatever, hot wife. Pretty hot wife. Dude, dumping loads in them. I don't got to hear their fucking sob story at the end of the bar like those Irish assholes that I was talking about a few minutes ago. No. No. They're home, happy with their families. I'll tell you this. You know who's a Jew I like? I like to fucking sit at a diner and fucking dissect every single person you know Jew. That's my favorite kind of Jew. Guy's solid. Dude, I love that kind of Jew. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I know a guy who put up a graffiti Jew. He put up a big piece. Those are the neurotic Jews, right? Those are the ones, that's the Woody Allen Jew. The diner Jew is the Woody Allen Jew. They're the breakdown society Jew. That's my favorite. That's the best kind of Jewish person, right? Great Jew. I know I'm just... I know I'm generalizing Jews in the interest of fairness, and I, I think I'm bigging them up. But this is like, I just want to point this out. I am generalizing. But this is after thousands of interactions with different Jewish people. Thousands of different Jewish people over the course of my lifetime as a New Yorker. So it's fairly scientific as far as racism goes. Right? Sure. Okay. I'm just saying, I have, 
I love the diner Jew, the sit down, the neurotic, the break it down, because it points out that they, they're kind of imparting that knowledge on you. And that's how you should be breaking down the world. Right? It's a great way to see the world in these little fucking, you're Jerry Seinfeld, George Costanza Jew. You get what I mean? Of course. Fucking, I know a kid, graffiti guy, put up a big burner piece in the subways, right? It says neurotic Jew. Big piece. It goes, Woody Allen, my mom, Fred. He just named his three favorite neurotic Jews, right? And I'll tell you this right now. If you want to get a neurotic Jew custom graffiti piece, you know where you can go. Where's that? Vinylgraph.com. Ooh. Yeah, here's the thing about Vinylgraph. Vinylgraph <clears throat> will create uh, custom vinyl reusable stickers like a fathead, Mike. You know what fatheads are. Of course. Yeah, you could take them down, roll them back up, use them later, but it'll be a custom graffiti piece for you. And if you use the promo code CHRIS1, they're going to give you 10% off. 10%? Look at these. These are great. Look, custom pieces, different styles. They've got a great one up for Halloween now that I think you can get still just in time as of this coming out. Check it out online. You can get it on a train. You can get it on a brick wall. Look, I'll tell you this about Vinylgraph. They make a quality product. I've seen the products. I'm in the instructional video on the website at vinylgraph.com. That's V-I-N-Y-L-G-R-A-F-F.com. Use that promo code CHRIS1. You're going to get 10% off at checkout. That is our sponsor. You like how I said all those nice things about the Jews just to get to that money part, right, Mike? I love it. That's something, that's something else I learned from thousands of interactions with Jews. You're seeing the world through the eyes of the Jew. That was, And that was the new segment on the show called In the Interest of Fairness. <laughs> you get... It's like the reverse of a compliment sandwich. It's two negatives and a positive. <laughs> I love it. Right? Uh, all right, we have a few more things to talk about. Um, I hope Mumra doesn't show up. It'd be scary. Um, so, let's talk about the Pope. We, we, I did a lot of shit on Catholics already, but let's talk about the Pope. How much time are we at? Uh, hour 15. All right, I got one more beer left. All right. I got to get some work done, too. <laughs> Before midnight. All right. Well, well don't worry. I'm going to finish this beer fast. All right. We got to talk about the Pope, because the Pope uh-huh. took our... I think he heard the show last week. I think the Pope, he listens... You know, he's one of the 8 billion people that listens to the show it's every week. Mathematically, that checks out. Yeah, it checks out. Uh, so the Pope listened to the show. And apparently now he's pro-gay. I mean, he hasn't gone pro like he didn't get drafted out of high school or anything but he's now he's saying that civil unions are okay we should not the the catholic church is for civil unions of gay people they should not be made miserable was his exact words yeah uh the homosexual people have a right to be in a family their children of god and have a right to a family nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable over it the pope said in the film the film is called Francesco, a documentary directed by Russian filmmaker Evgeny Afinevsky. That's great. Um, hopefully that this leads to new Catholic doctrine. Hopefully this means the fucking Irish have to let the gays march in their parade. Um, I'll tell you this. Here's what I think. I think this is a blatant money grab. Yeah. He's just trying to get some of that disposable income from the no kids from the gay people. Yeah. That. Right? That's what this is. This is really just a fucking... This is a money grab. I think it's even a step further. Uh, what it is is you're finding so many of these children of gay... Uh, of, you know, boomers who are still going to church regularly, guys like my dad, mm-hmm. right? 
Like your dad's gay? No, no, no. I'm saying my dad goes to church regularly, right? Mm. A lot of people in because that makes you like a half a fag, kinda. But I'm saying like if I was gay, right? Which a lot of people in my generation are more so than any other generation before. That's what are you trying what, to say, Mike? It's one less person showing up to Christmas mass. That's I less see. money. You know what I mean? That's so that. Like, collect- yeah, that's their nut. Yeah, the, Chris- the Christmas mass nut. Because when they're passing, this is like I said before. Remember before I said about you don't give money to homeless people near where you live because that becomes a bill. That that church plate's going on now. It's Christmas. You you got that societal pressure. You throw some even if you, and you're gay. You got to dump that. You got to dump that. No kid having money in there. That's double. So check this. You haven't. You're been. tithing. You're tithing. I think they honestly Pentecostal churches. You know they keep they take into account how many kids you have. So you give less tithing with more kids to really? the church. Yeah. Okay. So what 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 I'm looking at mm-hmm. right is a situation where, like in a lot of these cases because of strongly held Catholic beliefs, you could have somebody who's been estranged from their family for 15 years. This is the first Christmas mass they've been welcomed to in over a decade. Well, I mean, you were, you were welcome in the mass. You just couldn't be gay in the mass. No, I feel like it's... it's That's for the confessional booth. <laughs> that's a glory hole. Those were the first glory holes. That's, actually that's why that song true. is called Glory, Glory, Hallelujah. Check this out. is also a fact. I mean, you can Google this along with that thing about Iowa that I said earlier. I just did. Both are true. Thank you, Mike. You're very, you're very solid. On it, you can hear that. Yeah, you know, Look at I that. got this. Look, hear that pitter patter. Uh, but I'm saying the Pope, kind of being a bitch. I'll, I'll be honest. Why is he backing down? We'll see, he's seeing the eyes we'll through the world. Of the, he's seeing the world through the eyes of the Jew. You know what I? You know what I am? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. The Jews have been like, go ahead, be gay. Yeah, what a weekend. Mazel tov! Sure, Jeremy and Jeremy, have your wedding in our venue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, look, it's not a tiered wedding cake, but a kugel? Come on! <laughs> look, this fucking... You know what I thought of immediately? Do you remember the nursery rhyme Sarah Palin said where she mentioned that she didn't like the new pope? What? Dude, there was literally, she said a nursery rhyme on some fucking thing. She was like, I do not like this type of Pope. It's like, what? Are you questioning the Pope, bitch? Get you a fancy hat. Like, you questioning the Pope? Didn't you fuck a fucking college fucking basketball player because he was the only famous person to ever come through your shit town? Glenn Rice. Yes, Glenn Rice. I was trying to remember who it was. Yeah, you fucked the hoodest college basketball player. Uh, I'm looking for it here. Uh, okay, so she no no she read "Hey Diddle Diddle" and then blamed that for uh for like same sex coupling. Hey Diddle Diddle. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, That's solid logic. First of all, we have this wording of "Diddle Diddle." Now that's just plain nasty talk. No, no, she did a thing where um I forget what the fuck the line was, but she's like, I do not like this type of pope. That's all I remember, and that's what I thought of when he was like, "Yeah, gays are fine." Here's the thing. I never had... None of my Catholic family members were ever anti-gay. Huh. I said this. I worked for a gay florist. That was my first job. Did not know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, I worked for a gay florist when I was a kid. And you'd think somebody might have had a problem with that. But it's the, kind, it's the kind of thing, really. Like I feel like your old school people are just like, well, if you can't take them, it's kind of your fault for getting fucked. You know? Sure. Like, I mean, he used to say he wasn't gay, but like we all knew he was gay. 
see Justin Gaethje's quote this week? No. Uh, I can't let Khabib hold me down because if one man can hold me down, two men could rape me. Dude, that is the Solid best logic. logic. Dude, that's fucking, that's not even logic. That's math. That's a fucking <laughs> formula. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, you ready? All right. So I have Sarah Palin reading uh, Dr. Seuss styled jibs at the U.S. government. Yeah, let me hear that. Yo, yeah, I think this is it. First of all, looking pretty hot right here. 10 of 10 would. Yeah. Who's hotter, her or former co-worker Lisa Ann? Lisa's very... First of all, Lisa, once she got the huge fake tits taken out, so much hotter. And also, way hotter in street clothes. Like, a lot of these porn chicks, when you see them, like, regular, you're, like, ill. Because, like, they look like weird fuck robots that are trying to blend in this they look like they look like fucking weird blade runners that we should be hunting you know what i mean like it's like it's ugh, what do you what do you i literally saw that earlier today these fucking these replicants need to get out of here like it's like what do you fucking oh this sex robot came to life yeah. and now it's in my peripheral whereas like lisa she could play that up but in person when she's wearing like street clothes way hotter than she was all porn dolled up yeah well, she's very charming and can hold a conversation about stuff outside yeah. of taking dicks. Um, no, Lisa Ann is more attractive. I think, you know what makes Sarah Palin more attractive at her most attractive is that she, it'd be dirtier. It'd be, it'd be weirdly dirtier without you having to do anything just because she's so anti what you were doing. Like, Glenn Rice got a good nut off. You know what I mean? Like, like, he was like, this bitch racist, and she hates fucking everything, and he's just fucking her. He's like, yeah, like, it's like, I'm not even supposed, like, Lisa Ann, you're supposed to be fucking Lisa Ann. She's a fucking fucker. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we've all seen her. She's a pro. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that'd be great. She, her technique could be better, but the, 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 the internal fucking, oh, f- this is, I, I'm fucking a lady who was a governor, who was almost a vice president, who was a Fox News fucking personality. That's fucking, that's, you know, that's the art of seduction. It's true. Yeah, let's, 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 let's take a look. Do not like this, Uncle Sam. I do not like his healthcare scam. She likes Uncle Tom's though. I do not like Wow. It's a whole crowd of white people being like, Boars! <laughs> Yo, Palin's got that flame. Oh, just you wait. I do not like these dirty crooks or how they lie and cook the books. I, mean, I do not like when Congress steals. I do not like rough. their crony deals. I do not like this spying, man. I do not like, oh, yes, we can. I mean, this is blackface, right? Yeah, that was 100% black voice doing Obama's slogan. I really hope the Pope I beats the shit out of her. I do not like this spending spree. We're smart. We know there's Click forward. We, we should get to the... I do not oh. like reporter smug replies when oh. I complain about their lies. Oh, that was a real shoehorn. Yeah. See if she gets to the Pope. I think this was it. I, think I do not like this kind of hope, mm-hmm. and we won't take it. Nope, nope, nope. Huh. Maybe I was wrong. First time for everything, Mike. 
I am a drunk. It's fair. Um, I thought she was shitting on the post. Because I think, here's the thing, I think that was right after, I saw that the same day that the Pope had said something uh, against corporations, and I assume, I guess that's where I conflated it. Okay. But, I'm wrong. But, the thing of let's get back to the Pope, and how he clearly, clearly, it just wants that gay money. That's that, that's that Oreo tweet. That's that rainbow flag Oreo tweet. Killed it. He didn't even say we're going to do civil unions. Well, no, but he did say there needs to be legal rights uh, for civil unions worldwide. Well, I think that's, that's the good thing, right? Because like now we don't have any more eat the poo-poos, right, in the name of Christianity. What do you mean? Have you never seen the eat the poo-poo? No. I mean, you probably should type eat the poo-poo into Google real quick. There was a... Uh, there was a priest in Africa, I think it was Uganda, I could be wrong, but he was like giving a thing about homosexuality and goes, do you know that this is very, yeah, this is it, this is very disgusting. I can't believe you've never seen this, Mike. This is a very famous video. Good morning, everyone. My name is uh, Pastor Dr. Martin Semper. First of I'm all, here in the Pastor capacity Doctor. As the- Pastor, do- <laughs> Pastor Doctor. <laughs> fucking Pastor Doctor is a fucking Animaniacs character. Pastor Doctor? <laughs> Pastor Dr. Martin? Pastor Dr. Martin. Oh, my God. All right, keep playing. The chairman of the National Task Force Against Homosexuality in Uganda. We are making legislation to make sure that sodomy and homosexuality never sees the light of legality in this land of the Pearl of Africa. I've taken time to do a little research to know what homosexuals do in the privacy of their bedroom. One of the things they do is called anal leaking, where they, a, a man's anus is leaked like this by the other person, like ice cream. Like ice cream. And then what happens? Like ice cream. Poo poo comes out. The other poo poo comes out. out and then they eat the poo poo. The other one they do is they have a oh, sex pause, pause, pause. Click back for a second. Just the one white dude in the audience. And then they eat the poo-poo. They pause, pause, pause. Can we just... Okay. There's clearly international journalists there. There's that one guy in the back who's the African guy who's like, what the fuck is this dude saying? And then there are two guys clearly writing furiously, being like, "This, he's got it. <laughs> They eat the poop. They eat the poop. And then look, look at all these, like, clearly, like, in, this is Uganda. These are international journalists. One guy is laughing in the background. <laughs> yeah, he's covering his mouth. Uh, so what's good is, like, hopefully this the Pope will call. This chick. Yeah, oh, yeah. That girl is just like, look, they do it. They totally eat the poop. <laughs> this guy just looks like a fucking billboard for Finland. Here's what's crazy is that. I mean, look, we all know gay dudes are way better at bust. Like, they're better at it. They they come prepared. You know what I mean? Like, it's they're like... pros. Yeah, like, what do we even... Not, but here's the thing. Maybe the Pope is going to get rid of Dr. Pastor Martin and the guys like this. The stonings will go away. Maybe that's a good thing. But at the end of the day, this is a money grab. That's my opinion. We got to do some updates, and then I, I know you have work to do. And we'll get out of here. We have a couple emails for Ask the Goon, and we will get out of here. Mike, I apologize. Um... Yeah, some updates. So, quick update. Uh, I am still working on the getting the money together for the firefighters. Just figuring out where to send it. Is 
we knew this was going to be the hardest part. The raising the money part is not hard. Right? Right. So, especially with 8 billion listeners every week. Um, so, I, I, the ombudsman, uh, what was her name? Paula Sloberg. Something along those she, lines. She sent me, I got in touch Schulberg. with- Schulberg. And I got in touch with a man who also works there. He works in the finance department. He actually runs the commissary. He uses like, his name is Chris Gladys, which is clearly a white man on the phone. But I mean, that sounds like a blues singer, jazz singer name, right? I assumed it was a black man when I read. Chris Gladys? Your name is Gladys? Of course I would think that. First of all, Gladys, how is there any white person with any Gladys name? Middle name, last name, first name, Gladys? That is a fucking magical black lady's name. Ten times out of ten. hundred percent. So Chris Gladys, he told me, I got to reach out to, there's a company. He's going to make a couple of calls around. So that'll be good. Uh, and then he he said, you can. there's a company called Cal Gas that I have to call. So I'm going to work on that. That'll be a good one. Uh, I, we're getting closer to figuring out how to get money so that these guys can make more than a dollar an hour. Just give them a little Christmas bonus, the firefighters that are fighting fires for a dollar a fucking hour in California. We're getting closer. Chris Gladys is a fucking hero. I don't understand how he's, by voice, clearly a white man. But Chris Gladys. Also, I got to tell you, Mike, I talk to these people in this way where I just go, hi, yeah, I work for a media company in New York. And we are trying to raise money for the firefighters out there. We're just trying to do... I don't mention anything about the whole... We've been making fun of you guys and calling you assholes in the state corrections office. We are a journalist operation. We are. Who are you know, we're looking into this, and we think that the conditions are deplorable. Yeah, we'd we like would to like to do money. our part to help. Yeah, we'd like to do our part to help. Uh, so when he answered the phone, he's like, I heard you were talking about writing a sizable check. And I was like, I never said those words. Let's not get crazy, you Pope son of a bitch. <laughs> Again? You, you, they keep accusing you of... Tipping the scales a little bit. You think they they might be dipping their own, you know? Oh, into you think the they, want, they want a little taste? Chris Gladys wants a little taste? Just saying. A little kickback? Maybe. He could. I mean, look, that's how things work, you know? You know, maybe he's taking some Fritos off the top. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get into the questions, I want to talk about um, just a quick, this is a quick one. Uh, Ginger Ninja, the boy, he said he was going to play our advice segment to uh, his son. From last week, the follow your dreams, which it wasn't really quite that, but it was it was tell everybody to go fuck themselves. And I want to I want to add something to that segment that I didn't mention. One of the guys who I know who's very he's a successful he's a lawyer he's a good dude. He was a guy I always felt pressure off of, and this is something I didn't put in the story. I just want to throw this out there as a nice thing, Mike. Uh, I forgot this part of the story. His dad was a firefighter, and he, like, advanced up, became a lawyer. But, like, when I wasn't doing anything for a while, he was one of the, you got to be doing something. He came to see me at a show, and he's like, is this what you've been doing? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I just wanted you to be doing something. So, like, even those people putting pressure on you, just so you know, once you're doing something, that pressure kind of goes away. That's all I wanted to add. Now, we do have some Ask the Goon advice so I'm going to give some advice to people. I, Mike, I'm going to need your help with this. There's at least one question that we're going to we're going to get to. We have four emails, Mike. We're going to go through them. Uh, some of them are a little a little a little quick. Uh, yeah, from Dave. This is a guy I know who this is. But so my question might be not be that goonish, but it's some real N-word shit. 
I do really qualified to handle this. Let me continue. I do a boar hunt every year. Least N-word shit I've ever heard. Easily. Yeah. And fill my freezer with about 70 pounds of meat before deer season. I've got chops, loins, roasts, steaks, and ribs. Life is good. My thing, I'm looking for recipe ideas. I'll do teriyaki sauce and pineapple juice marinade for the loin. I don't have an immersion cooker yet. I've got a a propane grill, crock pot, and a cast iron skillet. I imagine the guy has an actual oven. So what do we got here? We got chops, loin. He's got the loin down. Roasts, steaks, ribs. Look, you're going to need some more stuff. Here's the thing. I knew a guy in Arizona who hunt javelina. Javelina is basically a, a smellier blind boar. Do you know? Do you know what a javelina is, Mike? No, never heard of it. They're they're ugly motherfuckers. Uh, but they would make a lot of chorizo. So that's a suggestion. You can make chorizo. Okay. Uh, you can grind up. I would imagine you grind up the roasts because I can't imagine something like a maybe a rib roast would be good on a on a boar. They're very lean animals, but you do like a. You know, when you do like a hind quarter, maybe you grind that up because there's not a lot of fat in there. You can make, you can do just a ground chorizo. You can make like a patty or you can, you can put it, you can fill it. I mean, look, you can get a meat grinder for not that expensive where you can fill sausage. You can grind meat. That's a simple thing to do. Maybe you probably spend 30 bucks on eBay for a hand crank one. That's insane if you do that. But you're going to get those arms ready to fucking really flex on these hoes. I mean, we're talking two birds, one stone. Actually, three birds, because you're also getting the protein from the meat. Yeah. It's right? Cute, Make cute. those arms even bigger. Bong, bong. I would... So here's the thing. It's a lean meat. If you've got a convection oven instead of a regular oven, I would say... I would jerkify a lot of this. Right? I mean, dude, you're ask, don't ask me cooking questions. You are an actual chef. Who but knows you would eat wild boar jerky. The ribs... Here's the thing with the ribs. I mean, you could. I mean, you've got the propane grill, but you can do a slow smoke in a propane grill. You just got to set it up. It's going to take you. You know what I mean? A real low, a real low cook. You can re, you can actually do it. But I mean, you don't really have. Here's the thing with a gamey cut of meat that's like really big and heavy, is that you need. I mean, the crock pot's pretty good. Anything with any sort of fat on it, you throw in that crock pot, it's going to fucking diffuse. You can make a good... I mean, honestly, I would try to make like a Sunday gravy, but straight up boar, right? Like instead of like instead of like your steaks and your, and your sausage and this and that, I would do the... Cho- I would do the ribs. I would absolutely do the ribs, and I would make some sausage. I would make some tr- like some sausage with the meat. And I would try to do like a heavy Sunday gravy with a couple of different cuts of boar. I might even throw, I might even throw the heart in there. You know, really, really, I mean, I would eat the heart of a boar. Would you not eat the heart of a boar? No, 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 no. You don't fuck with beef heart at all? I don't fuck with organ meat at all. Ever? No. You don't like liver? It's not my shit, dude. So I've never eaten boar liver. I imagine it might be tasty. I fuck with, I fuck with organ meat. Liver is delicious. All the livers. I'll fucking eat a liver out of anything. Huh. Beef liver, calf liver, I like the baby one. Yeah, give me that shit. Fucking, uh, you know I fuck with foie gras. That's, that's my shit. Yeah, I don't get that. That shit killed James Gandolfini, dog. That's how good it is. He had to order, he ordered seconds of that foie gras that night. And that was the end of him. Oh, this was it. And there's nothing we can do. <laughs> R.I.P., doggy. Yeah. Uh, Tuscan wild boar ragu. Oh, so he came right up. 
No, like that's a that's a typical uh, that that's actually like uh, there. That was, was just my instincts. There was one really good Italian restaurant near me uh-huh. uh, that like actually made like old like Italian. What are the cuts? Can I see it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So here we go. In a parpadilla pasta. That's what I would. That is literally what I would have said. Is like I would have done a. I would do a slow cook, big pot. He's got the crock pot, but I would brown it on the stove. Maybe throw a little red wine, deglaze, pour the whole thing in. Look, you see the picture of the red wine right there. I mean, this is wild boar, but I mean, same concept, right? He's got wild boar. Okay. I just did javelina for the, you know, that gotcha. was a suggestion. I mean, you got 70 pounds of meat. You're not going to make 70 pounds of fucking ragu. This is what I would do 100% is I would take the various cuts. I would probably leave the whole ribs in there and eat the ribs off the bone like that. Ooh, that's that actually something. Tasty. That's an under. That was something my dad was really into was spare ribs in a, in a red sauce, um, which is something that a lot of people don't do. Very good. Very underrated. And I'll tell you this. Throw the neck bones in there because that's going to have some good fat on it from a fucking boar. Okay. Neck bones are lamb necks is actually just for anybody listening. Actually, we'll get to that too because somebody else asked about sauce. <laughs> Dude, are most of your questions food based? Because that no, be- just these two, just <laughs> these two. Um, do you have any advice for making good pasta sauce? Can you share your recipe? Currently, I'm doing a can of diced tomatoes, tomato paste, half a red onion, two cloves of garlic, small amount of chopped celery, one bay leaf. Sprinkle crushed red pepper, parsley flakes, garlic powder. I think I'm adding too much extra stuff. I don't think you're adding too much extra stuff. What I think is, I don't understand why you're using garlic powder. Just add a little more fresh garlic. If you're going to use parsley, use fresh parsley. Fresh basil in there would be good. I don't really think you need the celery if you're doing a marinara. That's just me. Um, I would do a full onion, not a half. And get rid of the celery. I would do fresh basil if you can get it. Um, and honestly, I'd get rid of the tomato paste. If a ma- in a marinara, I don't really need a tomato paste. You do a petite. I wouldn't even do crushed tomatoes. I would do maybe a petite dice, and I would let it reduce. Add a little pasta water at the end. Let it all kind of come together. Then pour it over the pasta. Heat it up for the last minute of cooking. You know, let it all kind of congeal together. That's what I would do if you're to do a basic marinara. I would do, yeah, I would do a petite dice, and I probably, I would honestly maybe get rid of the tomato paste. Yeah, the paste feels like a hat in a hat. Yeah, like the tomato, I feel like a paste is good for if you're doing like a bolognese with a ground meat. Like that's the only time you really want a paste, in my opinion. I'm not a, I'm not a big paste guy. That's just me. I don't see how you don't have any black pepper in your sauce. Um, I don't know. I think, and also add some lamb necks. That's going to make, honestly, here's, yeah, lamb neck bones, not pork neck bones. If you can find lamb neck bones, you throw them into this sauce. I understand that you're not doing a meat sauce here, but you throw some lamb necks in there. That's something that you should be adding to your ragu. If you're just making, if you listen to my last thing about the boar's head, the boar ragu, right? If you're just making a ragu with meats, lamb neck bones. I'm telling you, you're you're thinking of me, neck bones, you're going to want to suck them neck bones. All right, moving on. What are you going to say, Mike? You look like you were ready to say something about something. No, I just said for sure. I, my mic was muted. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Blowing All right. Nose. So this one just says Goonflex, and it says, Digging the podcast and ab talk. If you ever need a consultant on the chemical side of fitness and nutrition, let me know. Keep killing it. I imagine this was a solicitation to buy steroids, which I am interested in, if I didn't know who this person was. <laughs> so the person, I'm not going to give too much information... 
who who offered this advice on here uh, has uh, first of all they did not ask for advice. It's called Ask the Goon, and you can ask the Goon at askthegoon at gmail But this person uh, once told me to take a certain amount of HGH. Okay. And I was literally like, I just am trying to like fix up my shoulder the way like A Rod did. And he was like, Yeah, you got to take this. I forget the actual proportion. And I talked to a friend of mine who had actually used HGH as rehab. And they said, uh, Are you fucking insane? You should probably do a tenth of that. <laughs> so if I ever get roped into fighting somebody at Skankfest, I will call you for steroids, sir. But here's another one. This is the one I'm going to need your help on, Mike. And then we'll end the show. Um, so this is kind of a long story. So I was sleeping with this chick a few years back. I meet her best friend, who I am now married to. Well, she ends up marrying my wife's paternal... He said he says paternal twin brother. I assume it's fraternal yeah. twin brother. Um, I have three kids with my wife. She has four kids with my wife's brother. We all got drunk one night and she comes on to me. Then a few days later, while we're sober, she says she wants to fuck me now. She's a cute girl. Do I go for the ultimate retap? I don't see this as the ultimate retap. Or do I deny her wish? Help me, Zen Master of the Goons, sincerely, and I won't say your name, sir. I say, I, I read this earlier, Mike, and I've been thinking about it all day. Because, you know, it's kind of hot. The, I'll be honest. Let, let's talk about how hot is the she came back up to me when we're sober. That's really hot. That is pretty hot. Right? Like, it's super hot. So he didn't go for it when they were drinking. He didn't, he didn't go for it when they were sober either. But she's just like, I want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, if I'm being honest, this is... So the fact that she came back up to him sober so brazenly, he's leaving something out. Right? What? Well, so either he doesn't know that she's already cheating on the husband. She thinks she can get a... Or, you know, girls do the thing where they think it doesn't count if it's a repeat. It's true. That is definitely a big woman move. Oh, yeah, for sure. So now that I'm talking that out, maybe you can go for this. You can maybe do this. It's, it's a matter... I, would, I don't think I would do it. But I'm not going to say no one should. Well, the problem is you're... You you're, would. I... <sighs> Probably wouldn't. She has four kids That's with the, the wife's problem. brother. Yeah. How could this be the ultimate double tap? Four kids fell out of there. Yeah, you had it before the four kids. You know what it makes me think of? So my 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 dad's buddy, Charlie, bought a couple of Viagras off me once. And he was going to go meet this lady in Atlantic City. Now, he was married. Okay. Probably 78 years old at the time. That we're, I'm talking to him about this. Mid-70s. He goes to meet this girl that he knew when he was... He was probably in his 30s. She was in her 20s. Sick. Doesn't smash. And Why? I hear him talking to my dad a couple days later. He goes, he goes, Tom, she was like an old lady. And my dad goes, hey, fuckhead, what do you think she was going to be? Have you seen yourself? I hear my dad saying this. It's what woke me up that day. I just hear him going, fuckhead, you're an old man. What the fuck did you think she was going to be? What are you even fucking thinking of? Go home to your wife. And that's kind of what I'm thinking here is like you think it's the ultimate double tap. You've got the jerk material, right? Because I think nothing is going to be good. Mm. That first jerk you got after she came up to you sober, 
That nut is going to be better than the nut you have with her. Oh, 100%. You already got the good nut. Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing. Is I almost think, in this scenario, the because you can go, you can revisit that jerk. You're going to be chasing that nut dragon. Like, you're never going to get that nut again. That first nut after that happened was probably, like, a married man with three kids, that jerk nut was probably his best nut since Kid 3 was born. Right? Probably. So I'm going to say, you can chase that dragon. You can get a couple. You're going to get, if you fuck her, you're going to get, your nut is, it might be slightly better than with your wife. Right? Sure. But you also run the risk of, while you're in there, you're going to start thinking about the seven children involved in this scenario. So it might just not be good fucking. You guys are probably going to have to get drunk to do it. Yeah. Or at least you are. She, maybe not. But you're going to need some drinks. Because if you're messaging me, you're going to need some drinks. Right, but here's the problem, right? They're so close at this point. If he says no to her, like, she's only going to want it more. And she's going to keep, like, I don't know. It's eventually going to turn into her sending him dirty pics. Like, good nuts. It's Whereas true. once he fucks, no more good nuts. And here's the thing. Yeah, that is true. Here's the thing. As long as you don't text back. Here's the thing. If she starts sending you dirty texts, every one of those is going to be a great jerk. That's going to be better than any porn jerk. And I'll tell you this. A real, as I'm getting older, a phenomenal jerk is better than a mediocre monogamous fuck. Sure. Like a mediocre new fuck better than any jerk. Obviously. But a mediocre, or I'd say a low-end monogamous fuck, is below a high-level jerk after yes. a certain amount of years. And I'd imagine three kids, it's a lot of years. It's at least three. <laughs> That's how math works. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe there's Irish triplets. That's, that, I didn't get to that with the Irish before. Oh, Christ. But the term Irish twins, that's something for another time. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, so I'm, what I'm saying is, I think, I think you owe it to your 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 nuts. I think you're gonna get better jizzes. You're gonna get better cums. And if she starts sending, just make sure, just you better never start a paper trail. Let her get all hot and bothered. She starts sending you the new. I give her a little in person. Give her a little flirt in person. Just a little flirt. Then you start getting them that dirt. That dude. The text. The first text. Fucking phenomenal jerk nut. Right? Hit her with a... Here's here's the move. The God's honest move. Hit her with a no, but make it clear you really want to. Yeah. But not over text. No, you, no. In person. Yeah. you. But in person, you almost kind of like, yeah. Even still, be like, you know, it'd be... I know it... You kind of throw out the, yeah, it'd be fun. You got to throw that out, but we can't. Never respond to a text. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I'll tell you this, again, even with the diminishing returns of nuts, you're going to get far better cums. You know what I mean? You're nuts. Like, you're going to get... If you fuck her, it's not going to be great. She's going to be kind of fat. Right? Sure. She's probably also already cheating on your wife's brother. True. Like, more than likely. So you might get sick. Ooh. Right? She's already cheating on your wife's brother. Like, like definitely. You are not special, sir. Probably not. If you're writing into this show, 
You're one of eight billion people. <laughs> Literally, the definition of not special. Look, it's. I say, I say you're going to get better ejaculations, not fucking her, and you'll get more of them. Whereas, if you you can't fuck her mad, you can't have an affair with your wife's brother's fucking wife. You can't have an affair with your sister-in-law. You can't have an affair with your sister-in-law. I mean, you can. People do it all the time. It's not going to end well. Unless all of the seven kids are boys. Then go for it. Right? Because then you'd be like, come on! If there's even one girl in there, that kid's going to hate you. It's true. Right? Yeah, because it's like at some point, every boy's going to grow up and be like, yeah, you know, I mean. Got to get that puss. Yeah, I kind of would have done the same. Yeah, what ifs? You know what I mean? Like it's like I'm not advocating infidelity, sure. and outwardly, right here, I'm not ad- advocating infidelity. But I'm saying, if you want to play this particular situation for the best possible comes, throw her a little in person, see if you start getting them dirty texts coming, and then foo foo foo. But also, just chase that nut, chase that jerk dragon. I think the jerk dragon's better than the fucking. No consequences, and I don't. I think at least the so. The first one's not going to be good, right? In this situation. Probably not. Probably not. You're going to be all in your head because you're asking for advice. So even if she's gung-ho, that'll make it even worse. Right. Right? So what I'm saying is chase the jerk dragon. This has been Notes of a Goon. Thank you very much for tuning in. Oh. I didn't do that to introduce Notes of the Advice. Ask a goon segment. Oh, thank you. Just <laughs> chop this out and put it in before. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, this is episode 12. We're doing pretty well here. Uh, I think this was a very fun episode. Uh, in the interest of fairness, it could have sucked. Good night. <laughs>